Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on on the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Envoy is an open source layer 7 proxy and communication bus originally built at Lyft to move their architecture away from a monolith into a microservices architecture. In this video, I want to discuss Envoy proxy. I want to uh, talk about the components. I want to talk about the desire uh, architecture that I want to reach on this course, on this video. I want to talk about the the individual components of Envoy, and then finally I'm going to show you a demo of how uh, Envoy actually functions. I'm going to show all sorts of cool stuff, guys, so stay tuned. And obviously, guys, you're going to start seeing some YouTube chapters uh, where you can jump into the interesting part of the video. You don't have to watch the whole thing, but how about we jump into it, guys? So, guys, this is the current architecture that I have today. For example, I have multiple clients and I have a single application that is usually it's a monolith, right? It's running on certain ports, it's running Node.js, and it's called Node, right? There is a database on the backend. What do we used to do without a proxy, without a reverse proxy, without a load balancer? What we used to do is just to expose this to the public, right? So users will make a GET request and get back a, like a JSON, right? And uh, another user will do the same thing. So that's what we have today, right? But how, what if I want to spin up multiple versions of this, right? The problem with this is how do you expose these backend application to the client without uh, exposing your internal architecture? Right? So what do you do? It's like you expand, you spin it up on port two 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 or three three three, and then you give your client these. You can. This is called client side load balancer. But today we're gonna discuss how Envoy can actually fix this, right? So one application of Envoy is to act as a reverse proxy. It can act as a proxy as well. It can act uh, as a service mesh, which is basically a proxy and a reverse proxy at the same time. And uh, yeah, so uh, this is what we're going to do. We want to spin up multiple backend application, put Envoy on top. We have done so many similar things in, in this channel. We talked about, we, we did it with Nginx, we did it with HAProxy, we did it with Traffic, right? And now we're going to go Envoy and we're going to do it with, with Linkerd, pretty much any proxy that exists. That's what we're going to, we're going to catch them all. That's, that's the plan of this, <laughs> that's the plan of this channel. I'm Ash Ketchum, apparently. So the client in this case will make a GET request to the Envoy proxy running on HTTPS 443, hopefully with H2, HTTP2. I noticed that Envoy doesn't run HTTP2 by default, so uh, I'm going to show you how to configure that, right? 
and we're gonna return back adjacent I'm gonna get another request there so this might hit the this node and get back a result so this will hit the envoy and then hit a completely different node so thus round opening or load balancing between the different backend all right so let's talk about envoy architecture and and uh, compared to traffic and others it's it's really in the, in the between to me ha proxy to me is the simplest to understand uh nginx is there traffic is the worst when it comes to concept and abstraction and envoy is lovely i love these clear there is a reason behind every abstraction there is right and to explain this first of all they they talk about the downstream and upstream they they try to define what upstream means and what downstream means. which if i tell you that you might have different opinions but upstream is basically anything behind at the back end of envoy downstream is actually anything below or in front of envoy so think of it this way right and i'm gonna show some examples there clusters is the back end basically so it's not just one host or one service running on server certain port it's actually a collection of hosts right and they group it into a cluster so they call it a cluster you give it a name and it has a bunch of stuff and you set a load balancing policy on a cluster level listeners is i love this by the way we usually invent a new term for front end but why just use the word listener yeah listener is where you listen to a port and guess what it is the front end so instead of just like ha proxy we have a front end and a back end right we basically just use the word listener as your front end so listener is there and network filters this is the abstraction that i actually i actually don't like too much abstraction but they just use the minimum number of abstraction which is beautiful so what maps listeners to clusters which is what we want as engineers right We're like how can i connect this listener to this backend network filters that's it and and they give you out of the box network filter called a tcp proxy for layer 4 proxying they give you out of the box proxying uh, a filter called http for http proxying obviously uh, tls termination all that stuff so all these network filters so there's a filter that you install not really installed it's just you can build your own filter i guess but you can just configure a new, a new yaml we're going to talk about threading model because this is a very interesting thing that uh, there's a special choice in envoy that I made uh, i have a little bit of reservation i'll leave the comments up to you guys to decide what's best or not right for everything that i get discussed in this you you can have your own opinion formed and and basically that's how we discuss engineers there's no right or wrong to be honest right we just yeah this is what i think right and, and i think this is the pros and cons of everything so threading model so they are a single process multi-threaded application right it's not multi-processes so we talked about this many times right just check out the threading uh video right here and processes connection pools that's another interesting thing that i actually expose and tell you about i haven't found uh other proxies actually talking about their con internal connection port right? that by the way guys i didn't mention documentation in envoy is awesome it is so beautifully done it is so clear and and they walk you through one step by step if you start 
everywhere if you start somewhere in the pro in the documentation you can actually understand the whole software by just reading through and clicking next i love this i couldn't find this with traffic uh, traffic doc is, is is atrocious to be honest right so that's that's the problem with the traffic so you guys there is also one limitation in the in the envoy documentation that i'm going to talk about which is the lack of implementation detail and that is very frustration right so if i want to talk about envoy i'm ready to go and talk about envoy it's i understand how it works i think <laughs> right i might have missed a, a concept or two but if i want to implement it boy i'm gonna hit my head in the uh, in the wall all the time so it is very frustrating because you don't find examples you don't find samples like ha proxy they give you or nginx right this is one file that have every possible configuration in it they don't have that downstream and upstream guys anything in front of envoy is downstream anything behind envoy is upstream right so that's basically the concept of downstream upstream so if they use this configuration right i don't see it in the config much to be honest but if you ever read somewhere about this that's what it means right so let's spice things up you can actually put envoy as a sidecar and we talked about sidecar here check out the video right here so you can actually put multiple envoys that talk to each other let's say this is a downstream client that is understand only http2 right and uh, http1 i'm sorry and then the envoy will will have a listener on http1 right and then will communicate to another envoy instance that understand http2 right on the what was called the cluster level so there is another cluster that connects to that right and then that envoy cluster will talk to nh1 right so you can do a protocol upgrade essentially so these are sidecars you don't have to be sidecars to be honest they can just be their own thing but this is one one implementation so in this case this envoy instance is both downstream to this and upstream to that right downstream to this upstream to this so think about requests coming from a downstream right responses comes from upstream that's how i think about it and i like this terminology to be honest i love it i love it some people get confused i say okay downstream maybe or oh, this is coming downstream from the uh, from the back end yeah I, I I see where you're going with it, but let me know in the comment section below if you if you actually confused about these terminologies. Clusters. So we talked about these Node applications and backend and Python apps, right? So if you spin it up, you you have to give me the address, you have to give me the port that is listening to, and that's how I identify you as a host, right? Running the application. However, you can group different hosts, or they call it also endpoints into one cluster and give it a name so for example i'm going to show this in an example and demo where you can group these puppies into a cluster called app one and these puppies into a cluster called app two right pretty neatish isn't it so group of hosts grab endpoint are called a cluster cluster has a load balancing policy so this is um i guess it's the same right it's the same as other proxies like HA proxy and nginx so the load balancing policy is set as the cluster level so you can set like least connected load balancing mode right here so that it balances between the two puppies in a round robin fashion <laughs> we're gonna see that this is actually not true in case of envoy you're not gonna see true load balancing because of the threading model which can i come up i actually created an issue in, in the envoy repo and, and the author 
of Envoy reply back Matt, Matt Klein. He replied back, it's okay, this is by design, check this documentation. Which I agree with, but some people might not like that. So yeah, cluster app one, uh, so this is basically a cluster. Listeners is the idea of listening for downstream clients, right? Listen to a port on Envoy, and then you, pretty much everything is in the listener, I find out. Everything. Pretty much everything, right? Similar to front-end NHA proxy, right? We talked about that. And then you apply network filters to listeners so that you map them to clusters, right? And there is a TCP, HTTP filters. There is a, uh, a transport socket. It's called TLS. If you want to enable TLS, you apply it to the listener, which makes sense, right? You listen to a port, you listen to an address, and you apply TLS configuration to that listener. So, and I found, I have a trouble with YAML in general, but this this hierarchy of, of things is just weird when it comes to YAML. But maybe if you like YAML, you, you don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with YAML in general, with these tabs and spaces. I hate it. I hope there's something that, that I don't know why people are adopting this thing, to be honest. It's just so confusing. All right, so network filters. We talked about that a little bit. Um, it maps listeners to cluster. So if I'm listening on Envoy on port 8080, I want any request or any TCP connection, if you're talking about TCP level proxying, to map to this particular cluster or this particular even host, if you want to. And there are not many type of uh, TCP proxying uh, filters, I mean. There's a TCP proxy filter. This is this is the strings. And this is another thing I didn't really like. You have to memorize all that stuff, the strings. But I, I understand why it exists, right? Uh, this is to basically create some sort of a mapping in case if you want you create your own filter and just put it in the configuration, right? So it's built to be extensible, right? So we know if something is built to be extensible, it's it's so developer friendly, not much user friendly. And when I say user, I'm talking about engineer who is about to deploy. He doesn't, he or she doesn't really code and build filters. And most users actually don't build filters for the, yeah, they, they're basically gonna use your existing filters. So these are ugly, but we're stuck with them. And there, you people have built their own network filters. They built a MongoDB filter, for Envoy, you can build MySQL filter. There is a gRPC network filter. And that's it. This is the idea of abstraction of a network filter. It's beautiful. I love it a lot. I love it. Because you can just uh, you can just add any filter and then just map listeners to clusters and in a specific way. Assuming you know what you're doing. Connection pools, my favorite part. So each host in a cluster gets one or more connection pools. And a connection pool, I talked about connection pooling with within the database concept, but it's actually can be applied everywhere, right? A connection pool is a preheated, usually, TCP connection or UDP quick connection that is available for users or, or, or clients to consume, right? So you would... Essentially, a connection pool must have like one connection at least in it and more, right? And and this is the idea of connection pool is to abstract what is inside it, right? So, so, so you can give it a thread and say, okay, 
here is a connection pool, send your request to that connection pool. However, each connection pool actually, it, it is per protocol. So you cannot, for example, have a connection pool that has one TCP connection that is serving HTTP 1.1, right? Another TCP connection serving HTTP 2 or 3, right? It will be very confusing for the thread because the thread will assume that this connection pool is HTTP 1 pool, right? So it will send a request in a specific headers and will have their, it have different uh, format compared to HTTP 2 where it has streams and stuff, right? Multiplexing. So it's a completely different protocol, right? You can have a connection pool that serves WebSockets, right? That's that's a different, uh, that's a different thing. I guess WebSockets are upgraded from HTTP 1, so maybe they can be reused, but I'm not sure about that. I didn't go that far in research. More pools allocated are pair priority or socket options. So there's a default and a high priority pool. So if you have like a default pool, you get a connection pool, but if you specify a high connection pool, then you get two essentially, default and high. So it's pair priority, right? So if you want a high priority, like a specific dedicated connection pool, you gotta get a completely different connection pool. They, these are not shared. And uh, connection pools are wor pair worker thread, and we're going to sh show that an example of that, right? Each worker thread, because Envoy is multi-threaded, each worker thread is dedicated for a given connection pool, and that's it, right? So if you have one thread on your Envoy, then you get one connection pool pair everything, right? So if you have like two protocols, you get two two connection pools, right? And then for each connection pool you assign it to a thread, right? We're gonna show an example how that works. Here's an example of how it works. This is a one worker thread envoy, okay? And we have a cluster with two hosts. One host that supports HTTP2 and running on port 443, for simplicity, just 443, because that will just complicate things. And another host that is running on port 80, so it's unsecure, insecure or unsecure? How do you say it? insecure HTTP 1.1 uh, protocol, right? So this is just that. So what you get is you're gonna get two connection pools per protocol, right? So one connection pool for this host, for this protocol, and one connection pool for this host, for the H2 protocol. So you get HTTP 2 pool, HTTP 1.1 pool. And for HTTP 1.1, you'll get one or more TCP connection because we know how, this is just a configuration thing, right? Uh, we know how HTTP 2 or HTTP 1 work, right? And I talk about HTTP if you want to know, if you're, if you're lost and all that stuff, guys, check out the HTTP video and check out the HTTP 2 video as well, where I talk about in details what are all that stuff, right? So in, in a nutshell, a single TCP connection HTTP 1.1 can only serve one request concurrently. Yes, you might say, oh, pipelining, Hussein. Envoy doesn't use pipelining, and I think nobody likes to use pipeline because it's just confusing. So let's assume one request concurrently in a given TCP connection, which is wasteful, right? HTTP2 solve this with multiplexing. That's why we need multiple TCP connections for HTTP 1.1 to send two requests in parallel, right? So that's it. So this is assigned to this thread, and this is also assigned to this thread. So each thread gets one pool per host, right? 
and uh, this is essentially the other host. So Envoy have a threaded, multi-threaded model. So it's a single process. When you run process Envoy, you get one process only. And it's a multi-threaded. And each thread is bound to a single connection, right? As we, as, as we explained. And there are no coordination between threads at all, right? So each thread is bound to a single connection in execution, right? Once that is execution is done, we basically release that connection back to the pool, right? It's just one thing, bare thing, right? That's the idea. And no, there are no coordination between threads. And, and that means that threads do not know what other threads are doing. So there is no master or leader worker thread that coordinates the stuff, right? That's why when we do load balancing round robin, we cannot do true round robin load balancing between hosts because guess what? If I'm gonna send a request, thread thread A might pick it up, right? Which assigned to host A, right? Host one, and then another request can be picked up also by the same thread, but also to 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 uh, uh, or also another another thread, but also going to the same host. So we we are kind of load balancing the threads, but not loading balancing the host and the reason is because there is no coordination between threads. we don't have no idea how to spread this stuff and here's an example if i have two worker thread for example in this case uh each thread will get a pool right so in this case this thread uh will get the dedicated pool for http 1.1 and also the other thread will get another pool for http 1.1 for host a and the second thread will get for each host will get the, the http 2 um, pool and then the th second thread will get the HTTP2 pool for that, right? So we get four connection pools, right? And yeah, and you can notice that HTTP2 technically there is it's enough to have one TCP connection uh, per pool because it's a theoretical thing because unless you you don't hit the maximum streams in a single HTTP2 connection. Right, so you're good. So you can send as many requests as you want in parallel. All right, so that's the idea of, so that's why TCP connection, single TCP connection is, is, is more than enough for HTTP2, right? And then, and uh, Envoy recommends using HTTP2 on the backend all the time. I think it, it by default it uses it, if it supports, if the backend supports it. That's why putting another Envoy sidecar guarantees that you're gonna use always HTTP2 between the kind of the, these two endpoints. Let's jump to the favorite part where we're gonna showcase this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful tech. We're gonna show a beautiful tech. We're gonna be awesome. It's gonna be beautiful. All right. So the first thing we're gonna do here is we're gonna test the four services that I'm gonna talk about, right? So there is there are four services running on my Mac right now. One 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 two 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 three 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 four 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 four. That's it, right? And I'm gonna then install Envoy, and then we're gonna layer seven proxy and do some layer seven proxy. That means we want to first proxy to the four backend in a round robin fashion, and we're gonna show how how that doesn't clearly work until we set the threading to one, so I can at least uh, show that concept. That we just talk about the threading problem, right? With this, right? And then we're gonna do conditional. Uh, uh, proxying by doing going to slash app one will go to 
certain cluster if i go to slash up two we'll go to another cluster right and then we're going to prevent admin access this is stuff we have done for every single proxy right and i just measure how easy it is to do uh, on invite so we're going to show how to do direct response here it was painful to find oh my god example to do an admin block oh my god oh my god that was so difficult to find an example that does that the, the doc clearly said here's a direct response but it gives you a stupid proto file that how do i do a yaml configuration so that was i was a little bit frustrating but i found an example someone actually posted something in a github layer four praxian layer four proxying we're gonna do that we showed this a, a, a long time right just pure layer four proxying so if you want to do like websockets or something like that you can do that without terminating without looking at the content enable https we're gonna enable https we're gonna do let's encrypt for that we're gonna issue do uh, cert bot install the cert bot i have a cert bot, so i'm not gonna show you that uh, we're gonna generate a private key public key uh certificate um full chain and then install it add it to invoice configuration show you how to do that and then we're going to enable http2 because envoy does not support http2 by default which is weird i don't know why they just not support that by default all right but yeah we can do that and then we're going to do a little bit of ssl labs and show the grade our application gets, right? Which is, I think, B or something, or maybe less than that. And then we're gonna disable TLS 1.0, 1.1, because those things are dead, right? And then Voig is showing you how to do that. I'm gonna do the SSR, another SSL labs test, show you that this is a great grid, right? Because SSL 101 and 1.1 are bad. You should not use them at all. Uh, browsers are, are stopping the support for that. Let's just jump into the beautiful work all right guys i have visual studio code here i'm gonna open a brand new project where all the configuration all the work that i do will be available here so i'm gonna call it invoy and i'm gonna push this to github so you can see all this configuration right but before we do that how about we go to chrome and show you the four services i talked about right so the same mac 1111 this is the app this is very simple it's literally it's listening to upward 1111 and also tells me when i hit it which app id it is it and it's it's basically the back to the port itself this way i know which app i hit this way if i hit the envoy i know which app is is getting hit which backend is getting hit and you can see there's two 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 exactly the same thing three 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 exactly the same thing four 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 so four services are running on my service and there is a slash app one which says app one says hello and there's a slash app two which which is exactly the same just says app to say hello and there's a page called admin which says admin page very few people should see this that's my application in a nutshell right so what i want to do is let's go install an envoy and let's load balance those stuff right go back to this i have envoy let's go ahead and install envoy so I open the new terminal and here's what we need to install envoy i'm going to install envoy on my mac follow the instructions to install envoy on your windows if you want to do it in docker i don't like to use docker specifically because the example out there just give you a compose file that just hides all the beautiful beauty things from you right but i like i like to get my hands dirty and install the software myself i configure the software myself feed it configuration so i can switch easily right with with docker yeah you can obviously use docker in production there's no problem with that but 
to understand it better, I like to install it on bare metal, right? Plus, if you change configuration with Docker, it's so hard, right? How do you do that? You SSH into the container, yuck, right? So the first thing we're gonna do is do brew. I'm gonna use homebrew, obviously. Brew tab, titrate labs, slash get envoy. So this is how we essentially tap into envoy. And once we do that, we're gonna update the homebrew. This will actually add the envoy uh, formula, right? So the next thing we're gonna do is brew install envoy. Very, very simple. This is actually installs the latest and greatest envoy, right? And if I want to install the, the nightly version, I would just add dash dash nightly, but I don't really care about that. So I have envoy running, guys, that's it. Just like that, I have Envoy running. Next thing we're gonna do, I am going to do uh, a configuration here, right? So that's the way we're gonna do. So we want to do a layer seven proxying. That's the first thing we're gonna do, right? Layer seven proxying, so let's go call it HTTP.yaml, right? And to do layer seven proxying, the simplest thing to, to just flip between all these puppies, one after the other, I am going to basically listen to a port and then once i listen to a port i will create a filter and then start basically mapping to the back end which are these four backends that i talked about hopefully i nail the yaml because i am so bad at this right so the first thing we're gonna do is do a static resources right and then space listeners that we talked about listeners right and then what address are we listening on dash address then we're gonna do socket address. The address is, I'm gonna listen to all ports, basically, or, or uh, this is the wildcard uh, IP address, basically, so listen to all interfaces, right? And the port value is 8080 because it's famous, right? The next thing we're gonna do is assign some filter chains at the address level, so we need to really nail this right, guys. Especially these, I hate this shit, man. So just how to nail this, whether something is, is this by eyesight, which is weird. I, that's why I like Jason. Jason is just structured. This way is just using your eye, which I have bad eyesight. So we'll add a bunch of filters and we're gonna give it a beautiful name. What name is gonna, this is gonna be? It's gonna be Envoy dot filters dot network dot http connection manager right because that's that's the http filter that we talked about right and then the next thing we're gonna do is uh, we need typed underscore config right this is just to essentially specify which exact type we're pulling from right i don't know why we can derive this from here to be honest right so type.googleapis.com slash envoy.config.filter.network.http connection underscore manager. The v2 version 2 HTTP connection manager. So this is, think of it like as, as the class that we want to. And then we do stat underscore prefix. This is just to give it a name, right? So I'm going to call it HTTP proxy. Right? You see, there is a lot of configurations that we need to do, right? To get this right, right? Route config, one of the most important thing, 
obviously. What is the route config? I'm gonna name my route, right? Because you're routing the listener to the backend. And they don't mention this route config much, right? In the documentation, but it's it's just, just part of the config, I guess, right? So I gotta call it ABC, anything you want, right? Or let's call it all. Nice. The virtual hosts, the idea of the clusters, right? Which which is your backend clusters here? They give it a name, backend cluster. I'm gonna call it, let's call it all backend, right? Cluster. And then, boop, domains. Here is where we basically filter what domains you want to match on. And I would basically, I don't have any domains here right now, so I'll just like do a start, right? Then do routes. We're gonna write this once, and then once we write it, we're, we'll be set, guys, essentially. Routes, right? So now this is matching. What are we matching exactly? Basically, I wanna match pretty much anything, right? I want to match anything that comes here with a prefix of slash, right? Anything that comes to, to me, immediately go and and uh, route it to this cluster. Cluster, what cluster? I wanna route it to the cluster called all backend. Some spaces, I, I told you man, that the spaces are just ter terrible. The final thing we need to do is some HTTP filters. This is to tell the, uh, to the app as, hey, I'm using HTTP. And here's the filters that to use for invoid of filters.http.router, okay? And let's build the clusters. So this was just me mapping to all backend cluster, but the all backend cluster doesn't exist, right? So how about we actually build the all backend clusters? An all backend cluster is a property of not the listener, it's property of the before, the static resources. So clusters. What clusters do we have? What clusters do we have? Dash name, I'm gonna all, all backend cluster. And then you start putting some configuration. Connect timeout. What kind, of, what, what kind of timeout do we have? Well, I want, if you could not connect to this cluster in one second, you did basically, right? And here's the type, strict DNS. I'm gonna explain this later. And then here's my favorite part, the load balancing policy, right? So load balancing policy, I'm gonna use round robin. Between the host clusters, which I didn't define yet, I wanna use uh, the uh, round robin to, to balance them, okay? So next thing, I'm gonna assign the load assignment. What kind of load assignment? You guys, do you think I'm gonna nail it from the first time? <laughs> I really doubt it, but we'll see. All right, cluster name, back end uh we're gonna call the cluster name is actually uh cluster name all back end cluster and then we define the endpoints which is the what we're listening to lb endpoints right late balancer endpoint the endpoint is on this address socket address and then address is hussein mac Finally, we're gonna define this stuff. And then the port value is what? The first port, which is 1111, because this is 
we start defining all the endpoints one by one. So now copy and paste game. One endpoint, one, 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 one. What's the, what's the rest of the stuff? Another endpoint. Jeez, man, I hate. There's no extension that I installed in, 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 in YAML that actually helped with this. Look at, look at all this shit. Jesus. I hate this so much, right? So look at this. Look at this mess. How do you guys deal with YAML? People who deal with YAML on a daily basis, I feel sorry for you. Thank God I don't have to worry about YAML on a daily basis. But yeah, all right, just look at this, look at this. Kubernetes is using YAML, I mean, if, if you do some bad config, like add a bad space, what, how, and, and do it on a Friday, 5 p.m., sheesh. All right, so this will be four endpoints, right? This is my old backend cluster. To be honest, I don't know why do we have, um, multiple ones right because i'm why do we have like name here and name here i have no idea to be honest right maybe this is the assignment name i just named the same or right, to be not confusing but it's just like the like cluster name is all back in cluster that's what we care about here right and i think we are ready guys hopefully we didn't do some problems but let, let's let's go through this again status results we gotta have a listener right one listener and clusters, right? And the listener, we're listening on port 8080. So let's remember to visit 8080. Don't, let's not forget that. We have a filter chain, filters, name. Hopefully I nail those names. Otherwise we're going to get, there's a the thing. As I was testing involved, it actually gives me good error messages. It tells me, I'd, hey, this is wrong. This doesn't start and then fail later. Lazy approach. It just, it was eagerly telling me something is wrong, which is, which is something I like. All right, so how about we actually start this thing? I am here in Envoy. There is an HTTP.yaml. All right, guys, let's start up Envoy. Envoy, and then you specify which file you want to load. Dash dash config dash path space HTTP.yaml. And then later, we're going to add some concurrency. But now, it's going to do the default threading. I think uh, multi-threaded by default, right? And we're getting some errors. Let's see. Okay, so we're getting some errors. The errors is everything is info until here. Critical error initialization HTML protocol has unknown fields. What part is unknown field clusters? All right, guys, I think I found it. See, this is what I freaking hate. This is another space here because address is an it's a property of info, but you have to remember to add a stupid tab or space. All right, let's fix all of them. All right, guys, have you noticed this? This is okay. This is the problem. This is under endpoint, so you have to push it a little bit so it's straight up to this. What a yucky file type. I don't know why people love this stuff. I have no clue. You tell me, man. I'm unless I'm doing something wrong, guys. I don't know, man. I'm maybe I'm a dummy. All right. I don't know. Let's let's try this again. All right. Let's run envoy again. Boom, boom. Pray. Oh, another error. I'm gonna leave this stuff, by the way, guys, so you can see the pain of YAML. See the pain. See the pain of YAML. So, every engineer out there, if you think YAML is easy, tell me how to do this better, because I have no idea. Critical, what is this? Initialize, it says configuration, 
listeners cannot find field. So it's complaining that the listener has a field that lists. Jesus, I misspelled listeners. Listener, 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 listener. Is that right? Okay, I misspelled listeners. Okay, I think this video is done. <laughs> All right, what else now? Okay, I misspelled listeners, but now you're saying what? Filter chained. All right, fix some more stuff, some more spaces, just stupid spaces, nothing fancy. All right, guys, after fixing some few spaces and making sure everything is right, we finally did it. We are running. Invoice running on port 8080. How about we test this thing? Open Chrome. Open this. Hussein Mac. Now we have 8080. Flash. Ooh, nice. We went to 2222. Refresh. 4444. 111. We're just getting lucky a little bit here with the configuration because it's a layer 7 proxying. Right? With uh, TCP proxying, you, you'll see that this is not always the case. With the layer force, uh, with the layer seven proxying, we know. So we did it, guys. We did it. So man, you saw how com how how painful the YAML is, at least for me. I mean, you're gonna copy and paste configuration that might not be as bad as an idea, guys. But I don't know, man. I think. Uh, it's a little bit uh, complicated to me. So if I go slash app one, I still go uh, load balance all this stuff. App two, load balance all this beautiful stuff. That's nice. Admin. All right. So what are we doing next? All right, guys. So now here's what I'm going to do. I am going to, if I go to app one, I want proxy, uh, I want Envoy to proxy to uh, the app one and app two, right? which is a uh, 1111 and 22222. And if I go to app two, I want it to proxy between three and four. So how do I do that? Let's go to this HTTPN, let's kill this, and I'm gonna copy this for you guys. So you can, I'm gonna call this uh, all backend, right? And then I'm gonna copy and paste, I'm gonna call this uh, app one, app two split, all right? So we can just keep track of every work that we did basically. And then we're gonna push everything to, to GitHub so you can get this done. So what do I need to do? I still need uh, or the old backend cluster, right? But what I need to do is create a different route essentially, right? So I'm gonna copy this thing. Let's keep this. All right guys, so what we need to do is these are the routes, right? So we're gonna create a new route this route, when you go to slash, always go to all backend. So let's proxy to all backend. One, two, three, four. One, 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 two, 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 three, three, four, four, four. However, if I copy and, and paste this puppy, and I say, if you're going to app one, if the prefix going to app one, let's go to app one cluster. All right. And if you're going to app two, then go to app two cluster. So now the question is, what is app one and app two clusters, right? Let's build them, right? So this is one cluster called all backend. Guess what? I'm going to copy the whole puppy up. Hopefully I nailed stupid YAML this time. All right, so this is, uh, my God, this is so painful. I'd rather do this in Vim. Probably not. 
Alright, so this guy, you are uh, almost there. Yes, okay. So we're gonna call this app one cluster. Alright, why are you yelling at me now? What? What is, what is the error again? Oh, it's not really, is it? Is it straight to this? Yeah. Okay, you, sir, be here. And you should be here, right? Or it doesn't matter. Yeah, of course, yeah. The name and all that stuff should become like that. All right. So just almost there. Almost there. Almost there. All right. App 1 cluster. So App 1 cluster, guys, is just 1, 1, and 2, 2. So we kill those parpies. Kill them. And then we copy. My God. We're just praying now. Nothing breaks. Oh, what? All right. All right. We nailed it, guys. App 2 cluster. Round robin. 333-4444. What is going on? I actually nailed it from the first time. Wowzy. Guys, if I don't have to walk in YAML on my life, I'll be a happy man. All right. So now, what do we do? What do we do, my friends? We do envoy dash dash config path. Not HTTP, it's called app1, app2split.yaml. Are you guys ready? Do we get yelled at? No, we did not get yelled at. It's just a warning because of the limit of the number of connections. No problemino. Go back and let's test this thing. Now, if I go to app1, two, two, three, four, oh, what? This is not working, man. This is not working. All right. I might know why, why, because I think the first route is winning. My God, the first route is winning. This is a, a route that basically, basically evaluate to everything. What if I do this? I flip this rule, I add it at the end. Let's do this. And then kill, run again. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so now this this seems to be working. One one and two two, app two, three three and four four. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We're load balancing very nice. Slash, one two three four. Oh, nice. Okay, okay. So it was a priority thing. This is uh, it beats me. I didn't do this before, I guess. So yeah. So this is winning. This is winning. If nobody matches, then this wins. All right. So if I do slash admin, I believe the last one wins. Good, awesome, which is all backends, right? You can see it, guys. All right, we have done the all backends. This is the app one, app two split. What a fantastic, what a fantastic thing to do so far. All right, what do we have next, my friends? What do we have next? We have the blocking of certain requests, right? So let's, let's do this, copy this, and then I'm gonna call this slash block admin, all right? And then, how do we block admin? We're gonna use the response object here, guys, to do this thing. To do the blocking of the admin, now you can see that things are getting easier once we figure out the, the actual configuration, right? I didn't want to copy and paste, just like because I want to show you the pain, right? And I am here just to take your pain, guys. Feel your pain, that's what I'm here for. All right, so, the first thing we're gonna do is, I'm gonna add it at the first, 
and this is easy because we don't really need a backend to block admin so all we do is like anything slash admin we don't map it to a cluster we do a, a direct response and then the response will be literally status 403 which is forbidden right and we can also add uh, some body if you want to right like do an inline string say forbidden for uh, forbidden yo something like that you get the idea right i don't think we need that this is a config and yeah will this work beats me now we can call it block admin we're gonna load the config guys all right let's clear this we're gonna load the config that's called block admin i'm gonna zoom in so you can see you guys complain about this a lot all right Ooh, worked now refresh <laughs> forbidden yo and what did we get did we get the correct uh, code whatever it's called 403 yas queen look at this Headers forbidden babes right forbidden app one still works Ooh, i love it i love it i love it i love it all right so that's admin that's blocking admin we move to tcp proxy dun, dun, dun. tcp.yaml all right guys all right <laughs> so i'm gonna cheat obviously i'm gonna copy and paste boop boop but it's so easy guys it's it's way easier tcp proxying is way easier at least uh, from what i remember so it's all good uh we're, we're not gonna call it uh, the listener we're not gonna call it by the way you can give the listener a name i forgot about that but we don't have to the filter will be network dot tcp proxy awesome and then the type config all this garbage what would we do envoy the config the filter the network dot tcp proxy the v2 because v1 sucked tcp proxy all right then no we're gonna call it http proxy we're gonna call it tcp proxy and then yeah let's call it all backend we're gonna because we're gonna filter all backend but let's see if this all this stuff guys by the way is not applicable anymore right we don't we don't do matching because you don't have access to the content well you do like sni and stuff like that so stuff that is unencrypted but you can't possibly do slashes and all that stuff so all you do is, is, is so simple oh no no of this virtual host bullshit nothing all you do is basically on the stat prefix you do no routing nothing just blech, just go there we don't even need http filters because why filtering right and the old backend and the backend should be the same right because we just need still need load balancer we don't need still need struct dns we do still need all that stuff right and this will basically any request will go to always this backend right and uh, let's try this thing tcp i have a feeling that i was gonna fail oh works works my friends all right so now going to 8888 you're gonna start seeing the the uncoordination between the 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 threads let's let's show that 
So now, fight afresh. Bum, 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 bum. Look at this. Da, 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 da. This is now the browser is out of touch when it comes to TCP proxying. Why? Because the browser, especially with HTTP 1.1, spins up multiple TCP connection. And when I do a refresh, I send a get request to one of those, but I have no control over which ones. So the browser can use the same TCP connection and send the same request to it, like in this case, right? So it's two, 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 two. So we're hitting the same TCP connection, which always funnels to the same backend host. That's TCP proxying. It's sticky by nature, right? We can't. It's a stateful thing. We have to always forward it to the same backend, right? So, and if you're lucky, if you refresh and you might hit the browser decides to, okay, let's hit another TCP connection, sure. But to, to demonstrate this accurately, we're going to use curl. We're going to use curl. Curl, HTTP, Hussein Mac, 8080. Boom, four, 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 four. Boom, four, 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 four. Boom, one, 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 one. You can see that it's not load balancing, but this creates a new TCP connection with every request. So we know we're assigning a new TCP connection, but Envoy is not properly load balancing those puppies. Why? And I, this is the issue I created for uh, for the Envoy repo and. The author just told me, hey, by the way, this is a non-issue. We know about this. It's this is because we have no idea which thread actually executed what request. There is no knowledge, right, that is stored somewhere. That's for performance reasons. And the reason is all threads act by themselves, right? They, they are independent. So they don't know, say, hey, by the way, I just touched this host. Let me go to another host. They don't have this knowledge. It's just... They are balancing the threads correctly, but you might hit, in this case, for example, we hit thread one, and this case might hit thread two, but thread two also hits the same host, which is 4444, right? So in this case, we hit maybe three threads. All of them are, are just basically the same host. We just got unlucky. So how do we solve this? Or I guess not solve it. How do you actually mitigate that so, so, so we know we're hitting it accurately right we run envoy as a single threaded app which is obviously not a good idea but just to show you the idea so we do dash dash concurrency equal one i think equal one oh it's not one just concurrency one that means it will start envoy with one thread and we have one thread we're always going to send it to the same thread and that thread is properly load balancing so let's go back to curl and then do Two, 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 three, 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 four, 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 four. Now this, see, that's now it's properly load balanced because every TCP connection that curl creates will end up in a new host, right? So now it's beautifully, beautifully, beautifully load balanced, which I absolutely adore. J'adore uh, TCP proxying. Alrighty, guys. Alrighty. So. Let's jump and do some more fancy stuff. We're gonna secure the stuff. We're gonna create a DNS record, right? We're gonna create a DNS record. First of all, this is uh, the app. Uh, the final version is this. I'm gonna call it HTTP.yaml, right? This is, has the old HTTP. I'm gonna use HTTP for now, right? All right, guys, so now I'm gonna listen on port 80 for Envoy, okay? The reason is because I want to 
do a port forwarding on my router so that all requests goes to the to the DNS entry that I'm gonna create goes to Envoy, right? So let's just start this up with uh, HTTP.yaml. I don't know if I'm gonna run as, oh, I don't need to run as admin. Okay, so this is port 80. Let's test this out, guys. I'm gonna to go to noip.com. We have an active one. I'm gonna destroy this puppy. Why do I have to destroy? Why can't I use it the same one? So I'm gonna use envoy testing.dns.net. Let's let's create another one. Let's create another one better. I'm gonna call it envoy demo.dns.net. So I'm gonna this entry and a record points to this IP address, which is my IP. So now if I go to DNS, oh that was actually pretty fast. So now I have it. But this is unsecure, guys. So this is unsecure, right? So how do I essentially secure that thing? So what we're gonna do is enable Let's Encrypt, right? By doing that, how do we do that? We're gonna create a private and a public key. And uh, let's kill Envoy first. We're gonna use CertBot to create a private and public uh, certificate assign uh, Envoy those certificate and then start up again as a, uh, on port 443 so that we can essentially test the software, all right? So, and, and then enable uh, the HTTPS on the proxy. Let us do this. All right, so to do this, we do sudo certbot dash dash standalone. So it's a certbot cert only dash dash standalone. And by doing that, we're gonna start basically CertBot, which is the Let's Encrypt uh, daemon, right? Which will uh, communicate with Let's Encrypt to, to generate those uh, for us. But let's just run it as root. We have to run it as root because we are essentially writing stuff to the disk. And we are also listening on port 80, the CertBot listening on port 80 and communicating with Let's Encrypt to prove that I own this domain. So if I do this, the first thing, okay, give me the domain, paste, envoydomain.dns.net. So now what they will do is they will listen, they will send, they will basically prove that I own this domain, which I do, right? And then that's it. I have the private key and I have the full chain. All I have to do is basically copy this thing to my current uh, cert. Let's call it cert.pm, right? Ah, pseudo, because it's... Uh, because it's in a, in, a, in a protected directory. So do sudo, sure. And then I'm gonna also copy the private, the PM to private. Is it called private? I forgot. No, private. Let's, let's do the same. It's called privkey.pim as private.pm. I like to call it private, just for some pleasure day. All right. Copy this puppy. Now we have it both. Now we have to do a, a, the search mode to, to identify what can we do with this uh, private key. And we're going to do 755. That means the user can execute write me as an owner. I can execute and write and, and uh, what is the, the third thing? Read, right? And the groups and then can only read and execute, right? And then private.pm. You have to do this. Otherwise, it won't work. What is it? Oh. Obviously, cannot do because we have to do sudo. Sudo. 
all right done now we have the files let's copy this puppy and gonna call it uh, tls.yaml all right and this time i'm gonna listen on port 443 or tls.yaml all right guys so under filters chain right here we're gonna add filters chain let's make it yours under filters chain because that's the trick here filters chain under here filters right by filters we're gonna add a new one called a transport socket which is for tls right give it a name name envoy dot transport sockets dot tls that's just another filter right and then we're gonna call typed config uh, hopefully I, I nailed this right this time and then we're gonna call it uh add type this is the the type actual type behind the type dog google apis.com slash envoy dot extensions dot transport underscore sockets dot tls dot v3 dot downstream we have spelled that right tls contacts and now the most important thing most important thing common tls context awesome under that the common tls context which is the configuration TLS, oh, whoa, 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 come on. TLS underscore certificates. That's what the more important thing. And then what we're gonna do is do the certificate, certificate, uh, certificate underscore chain, which is the chain. I wish I just called it chain. File name is what? The the cert.pm, right? That's what we called it. Cert.pm. By the way, this will not be pushed to you guys because I, I add them to my ignore file. And then we do private underscore key, duh. File name underscore, ah, file name is what? Private dot PM. And if we don't do the switch mode and changing the uh, own, uh, the mode on the file, uh, what's his name? This this guy won't be able to read uh, the, the thingy the file envoy won't be able to read it and i think that's it guys the rest of the stuff we're gonna add it later right but let's see if we have https now let's call it tls that's what we call it right tls.yaml boom we have an error what is error? let's just fix it oh we have an error in the file why why are you complaining filters oh my god it's under filters okay Ugh. Guys, I'm, 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 I don't know, guys, how people do it. Kudos to everyone who knows YAML and, and know how to deal with this stuff because I don't know, guys, how to deal with this stuff anymore. <laughs> All right. This is just like indecision. Apparently, transparent socket is under filters, not a filter chain. So this just taps. Even in Python, I despise this stuff. Taps and spaces. Nobody should use taps and spaces for coding right to 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 determine the correction of the coding all right let's do okay http is not working but https right because i don't have an http endpoint right oh secure babe secure secure and it's beautiful now if i go envoy demo it's just like doing its own thing right so now if I go SSL labs, SSL labs, all right, now I want to do this, do this for me, please, analyze me, analyze my envoy demo.dns 
So guy, I might have not explained it. SSL Lab actually just tries every possible way to communicate with your server and tests every single thing securely on your server to see how and give it a grade essentially based on the kind of cipher it supports, based on test attacks. And we get a stinking B. We get a stinking B. Why? Because yeah, our server does support TS 1.3, but it also supports 1.0 and 1.1. And before we get to that and get it a good raid, look at this, guys. If I go to developer tools and I refresh, HTTP 1.1, what year is this? HTTP 1.1, seriously? Why is not that the default HTTP 2? I get it, guys. Obviously, I'm joking. HTTP 2, it's, it's a good protocol, but it could be, it can actually increase your CPU usage and, and people are still figuring it out. So, HTTP, there's nothing wrong with HTTP 1.1 if you know what you're doing. I mean, Cloudflare the other day just found a big bug in HTTP 2 and fixed it with the upload speeds. And I made a video about it. Check that out. Check that out. But I want to first enable HTTP 2 because it's awesome. What do we do? How do we do that? It's very, very, very simple. We're gonna add in the ALPN, which is the application layer protocol negotiations, protocols, and we're gonna add an array, right? We're gonna support H2 and we're gonna support HTTP 1.1, not just H2.1.1. And this should be under common TLS. Hopefully I nailed this thing because I have no idea which things are under which with, with just looking at the spaces, guys. Right, so yeah, kill it, run it again, refresh, and then if I look, refresh again. Ooh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Ooh, Ash two, babes, Ash two, Ash two. That's what that's what we're talking about, man. Ash two, HTTP two. All right, so now we enable HTTP two. The final thing we're gonna do before we end this video is we're gonna disable TLS 1.1 uh, 1 and 1.0. And guys, this stinking parameters took me one hour of search to find it. There's no way, there's, it doesn't exist in documentation. They tell you that the minimum, this thing, minimum protocol, Varjon, right? TLS v1.2. They tell you, oh, just set it this way. They get they do this, but they don't give you the stinking parameter. So you have no idea where you where the heck you put this thing. You put it here, and and the name of the protofile is actually parameters. So I tried this and it says, no, there is nothing that's called parameters. What do you mean? Right? So I, I found someone actually using TLS params. I might be missing something, guys. I might be missing something, but I think, Envoy, guys, you should just put a, a one config that has pretty much everything in it and saves the day. Just put it in there. It doesn't exist. Don't tell me it exists in the in the repo. It does not. You don't have a TLS exam example in your repo. So, sorry about that. You don't have that. I, I searched. Maybe you're going to add it after this video, but please do because... Man, that was painful to search. I don't know how people are, are working with the with the product if you can't find examples. Right? I guess probably big companies who move to like Dropbox move to Envoy, they have like side by side working with the Envoy team directly, so they don't have this problem. But measly people like us, 
like me, right? How do I know, right? I need the dock. I need the dock to be good. All right, so I disabled uh, TLS 1.1. I made the minimum version technically 1.2. So now if I refresh, obviously there's no difference here, <laughs> but uh, uh, this guy is gonna tell us, clear cache, do it again. How much do we get, guys? Yo! A, babes, that's right. We get an A. I think there is a way to get A+, but I don't know how. I think you have to enable what is the, the stapling thing, the certificate stapling to, 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 to see whether the certificate has been stapled with the, with the validity, so that's still valid or not. So once you have that stapling, certificate stapling, forgot uh, status protocol, forgot what it's called. But yeah, guys, we're A, babes. We have an envoy running server with an A rating. TLS 1.3, all that good stuff. How about we go back to the slides and finish up this video. Summary. So guys, I enjoyed making this video, I gotta say, but the only frustrating thing guys was uh, just the YAML configuration, to be honest. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just very bad at YAML. So I blame myself, but even though, like, how do, how do people do this stuff? How do you know that this config is like under this? So you add a tap and then you have to scroll all the way and find, oh, this is under this, this is under this. It's, it's unusable. It's very hard. I guess that's why people have like vertical screens or stuff like that, right? And you just do it as JSON. JSON, it's a structured, right? Yeah, I know JSON, you cannot do comments in, but whatever. I know, I, I think we need something better than YAML. I don't like it one bit. I don't like it one bit. And, and look, it's very easy to get errors. I mean, do you see what I've done? How many times did I post the video? I, I mean, I cut a lot of stuff, but I show you all the places where I have made mistakes, right? So yeah, current and desired architecture, guys. We talked about that. And we're gonna talk about the envoy architecture. It's a very interesting threading model very interesting connection pooling model very interesting proxy i love it right i love it i might actually start using it more and more the configuration needs a little bit more more work to be honest to make it a little bit simpler to write because I, I don't like to copy and paste config i mean yeah maybe if i if i understand everything i'll start copying and pasting but i like to remember things like okay if it's simple then i easy to remember then i just sit down and i write it very quickly and uh, yeah, it's just easier to me. But yeah, that's just me. But yeah, I think we talked about the Envoy architecture. It's a good, good, it's a good proxy. I love it compared to the others, right? Uh, I still didn't test it performance compared to the others, but sounds promising. As a, as a, the most important thing in a proxy, in my opinion, is, is to me to understand how it works, right? So if you end up wanting to debug it or you wanted to test or you want to to kind of tune it then you understand how to tune it right otherwise you'll be copying and pasting config which is uh, something i'm completely against you have to understand every single piece of config you copy i've been saying this for the past three years of my channel always never copy and paste use collateral knowledge to your advantage right to to kind of grow as an engineer otherwise what are, what are we doing right so we need to actually understand what it's doing so we can tune, make it better. That applies to any proxy, not just Envoy. Demo, we did a demo. You saw everything. We made TLS 1.3, 1.2. We we tested, we disabled TLS 1.1. We, we 
essentially did layer 7 proxying, we did layer 4 proxying, we did concurrently, we we made Envoy a single threaded proxy, which is probably not a good idea, but I want to see how it performs as a single threaded app, right? Uh, it's it's going to be interesting. But yeah, that I I I liked it. I I got I gotta say I like Envoy. I like it. I feel I feel there's a, a connection between me and Envoy. I love it. Right. Still, I think my favorite is still an HA proxy, to be honest. I just have a different connection with HA proxy. I don't know why. Right. HA proxy. HA proxy and Envoy have something in common, which is the fact that they want stick to be a proxy, which is something I love. I think traffic falls into the same category as well. They give you a low-level direct response, just HAProxy in version 2.2, I guess, just gave you this feature to give you a response, but it's not a full-fledged web server because people know that this is difficult to build. They are rather fi uh, fix, focus on building a proxy, not a web server, right? That's why Nginx, right? And Nginx is going to do fine. I mean, it's doing fine for the longest time. It's been a, it's a long project, but it struggles being a web server and a proxy because you have every, every day there are security bugs specific to being a web server. There are security stuff specific to proxy. And imagine you are supporting both. You have to fix those security. You have to enable features on both. You have to, you have to do all of that stuff on both these features so focus on one thing unix strategy one thing and one thing only and that's just that's just me obviously guys i left the question back to you what do you think about envoy do you like this course do you like envoy in general uh, or what do you use as a proxy again let me know in the comment section below i'm gonna see you in the next one you guys stay awesome goodbye